Hello everyone and welcome to the first episode of Zbrojovcast, the Zbrojovka Bono English language podcast, or the podcast that nobody asked for. Um, my name's David. My name's Sam. And uh, yeah, every couple of weeks we're going to be bringing you, um, well, uh, a football podcast that incorporates um, other things as well, hopefully. Uh, a bit of history, a bit of geography, a bit of local colour, um, a bit of us travelling around the country to, you know, various hijinks. Um, and uh, yeah, the added bonus of us being two white guys making a football podcast, which is... Zbrojovcast, following Zbrojovka. So you don't have to. Exactly. But uh, yeah, seriously, uh, this is our uh, this is our first uh, first episode. We are going to be hopefully doing this over the next couple of weeks, and we are very new to this game. Hopefully, more than the next couple of weeks. I mean, uh, I mean, well, okay, fortnightly at least. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but um, yeah, as being very new to this, we are will be hopefully setting up sort of various social media channels shortly. Uh, yeah. Um, and as we said, it's not going to be completely nerdy football it's going to be a lot nerdy football but not entirely <clears throat> so um even if football isn't your thing there should be a little bit of something for everyone i hope ah, ah, ah. that's that's nice but uh, in all seriousness i think that we, we would appreciate any uh, comments any feedback as well as any uh, memories that you might have of uh, any slightly bizarre um or not very well known uh, football leagues yeah, exactly. The the more obscure, the better. I think that's uh, that's basically where this podcast is going already. You're, you're currently not getting more obscure than the Czech Second League. So yes, indeed. Um, yeah. So uh, as Sam said just then, uh, Zborovka Beno are in the Czech Second Division. But what about Beno itself? Well, it is in the southeast of the Czech Republic. It's the second biggest city after Prague, uh, home to many students um, and all the kind of hipster accoutrements that go along with them. Um, anything? Uh, well, I, I'd, I don't know what I'd say, but I would say it's, a, it, it's still relatively undiscovered in the terms of the Czech Republic, because when people tell you they go to the Czech Republic, they mean that they've gone to Prague. And uh, it's a very picturesque, um, pretty city located in a very pretty part of the country, beside the big winemaking region, and also close to a host of other uh, major cities. Yeah, exactly. So um, one of the nice things, it's very easy to get to basically anywhere else, which is how we have been able to go to a load of places you wouldn't normally go in this country, purely because we have been following the football team for some years now. It's just been, it's given us a reason to go to places you wouldn't normally go to. That's that's it. I mean, the uh, the one reason that I started following uh, Zbrojovka was uh, before I even met David, actually, is that I think it took a couple of months of me living here first before uh, finding out who you were. But it was there specifically to... Uh, uh, placate my uh, the biggest loss of moving abroad which was not being able to go to the football weekly so it's uh, definitely plugged that gap and we've been able to uh, do it at a fraction of the cost it would uh, to everybody back in the UK yeah so uh, yeah as we said every couple of weeks we're going to be <clears throat> bringing you updates from where we've been what we've seen what we've done and hopefully some games that we have seen actually won So, uh, Sporovka Beno, a potted history. Um, they started out life in 1913 as SK Zidinitsa. They were the uh, factory team for a uh, weapons and armaments uh, factory. Um, in fact, <clears throat> their, their uh, nickname is Flinter, which means the gun. And the Sporovka factory was vaguely famous for uh, making the Bren gun, which apparently is a thing if you're into military stuff, which I'm not. Uh, neither am I. No. Um, anyway, yeah, uh, they're still known by their uh, historical name as Zbrovka Bono, but they, they've been through a couple of name changes, uh, including a period in the 50s and 60s as Spartak, um, which we're going to look into in a future episode, hopefully, because they had a couple of European escapades. <coughs> Excuse me. And Sam is going to look into that, hopefully. Yeah, I'm hoping to do a bit of research into uh, into the several, must be said, European runs of um, Spartak and uh, perhaps a couple of um, less spectacular ones as Zbrojovka, but really not such a, 
a, te- a, a trophied team, let's say, but they have had one bit of success. Yeah, uh, they they won the Czechoslovak League in 1978, and um, yeah, they had a short foray um, into the UEFA Cup in the 90s. Um, they played Incarus Kaunas in a particularly non-memorable fixture, I assume. But yeah, um, they've reverted to their uh, historical name, as I say. They're now back to being Zbrov Kabrno, and their badge is now a kind of stylized version of the old one uh, that it was some years ago. But despite not really uh, being such a trophied team, it must be said that historically this team has been uh, very well supported. Uh, yeah, that's true. Not so much nowadays. Um, they used to play at a huge um, pile of a stadium called uh, Lujanki, and they moved out um, in, I think, 2000... 2001, 2001 was when they moved to Stadion Srpska, which is an absolute relic of a stadium, if ever. Yeah, it's a small, one. it's about 12,500 capacity out in the suburbs. And the idea was that the old stadium would be renovated, but due to um, <clears throat> lack of interest, ownership issues, backhanders, various other Czech political things, it never really happened. Um Again, in a future episode, we're going to dig much deeper into this, but that's a story for another day. Anyway, um, <clears throat> as we said earlier, they currently reside in the second division of Czech football, and um, Sam can tell you a little bit about how football in this country works. Um, it, 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 it does. <laughs> <laughs> Is that, well, yes, I, that cannot be denied. Yes, um, well, the uh, Czech football in this country, I guess, is very much a case of... The, the haves and have-nots. There's very big um, disparity between uh, the professional teams, um, your your Spartas, your Slavias, uh, Victoria Pilsen, of course, and then even dropping down to the uh, second division, now called the Narodnin Liga, uh, where you have a mixture of professional, semi-professionals, and what could maybe generously be described as village teams playing in front of uh, four or 500 people. Yeah, this is... Um uh, it's it's where you get that slightly curious thing that happens in the UK for, <clears throat> far further down the leagues where maybe a team can't get promoted because their stadium's not up to scratch or, you know, they, they haven't got the right, you know, pitch with undersoil heating or the capacity's not big enough uh, so they can't get promoted. This happens in the promotion race from the second division to the top league in this country that is how much of a drop i mean it's i mean it, indeed it's happened actually when the last time that zbrojovka or the first fc Brno were down there because in that time they finished fourth, fourth. in 2011-12 yeah. i believe something like that and uh, the teams in second and fourth went up because first and third either couldn't afford the license to play in the top league or the st- or the or the grounds weren't up to scratch or whatever so and indeed in the bottom the bottom of that league as well this happened again this year with uh, one team who were supposed to be relegated down to the uh, third division. Vitkovic, all right? Yes, uh, who were spared because uh, that team from Prague, Olympia Prague? That team from Prague, yeah. The kind of of MK Dons of the... Of, of Czech football. Uh, We got brought over, I think, from somewhere like Hradec Kralove. Hradec Kralove, yeah. And they play... uh, in the old Strachov Stadium, I think, mm-hmm. uh, did not reapply for their license. So uh, Vidkovica have stayed up. And this is uh, could have big long-term repercussions for a lot of football teams here. It is progressively harder to get promoted to each, uh, to each league as it goes down. 16 teams in the first league, the top division, of which two get relegated. And then uh, to get back up into there, there are, again, two promotional spots. No playoffs, nothing. Two up, that's it. Yeah, and uh, when you get to the bottom of the second division, it's two down, I believe. Going into uh, respect, uh, going into the respectful leagues, as that's when things start splitting up into Bohemia and Moravia. So down here we have the uh, Moravian Silesian Football League and the Bohemian Football League West. Yes, and it's... Uh it really is one of those things where if, if you're a team trying to get promoted from what, let's for clarity's sake or you know brevity's sake, let's call the third division, mm-hmm. you have to finish top and that's it. No prizes for second place. No prize for second, no playoffs, no nothing. You have to finish top. It's a really, really tough gig. Uh, so, yeah, <clears throat> it's... Uh, 
Yeah, up and downs, there are a lot of factors to to think about. And as Sam mentioned, uh, since I've been here, Zborovka have been in the second division once before, and it was not as easy as we thought to get up. It was purely, I, I mean, yeah, we finished fourth, and it was purely because there were two other teams who just weren't ready for the top division that we got back up. So uh, I wonder if it's going to be the same this year. Um, it seems to be a lot more professional than it was I, before. I, yes, I think that's one thing to say. There is going to be, again, I think there's going to be about four or five teams in it this year. Yeah, um, The good news is that uh, you only have to play each team twice, home and away. So there are still plenty of points up for grabs. And I think what we're going to see on Sunday is, even though a, a, a game that doesn't really capture the imagination, we've played Yihlava many times before at this point, it is going to let us know where both teams are at who have come down and see how they're probably going to fit into this division. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, last season, both teams were at the bottom for basically almost all of the season, I would say. And and it looked like there was going to be the uh, the great escape for uh, the plucky Visocinans from Yihlava. Uh, yeah, the they, they somehow contrived to go down. I'm not sure how. Well, I think that the resurgence actually started when we thought we would be fine. Um, the uh, first game against Dihlava, we played before the winter break. Uh, there is a winter break in Czech football because otherwise... Three, three bloody months of winter break as well. It's, that's the longest gap between football. It's not between seasons. That's the, the most interesting thing. But Yihlava looked terrible and played terrible. And when we played them in Yihlava were terrible. Yeah, um, we won. What was the score? Was it two nil? Two nil, two nil us. And my God, it was cold, wasn't it? It was, up wasn't the, it? Up yeah. in the mountains there. I was, I was overjoyed because it was the. It's the first time I think we'd seen us win away from home. Yeah, um, <coughs> but um, um, Yilhava are. Well, the town is up in the mountains, and it was the first weekend of December, and it was a Friday evening kickoff. Yes, it was. It's it's a very good town, Yiklava. It's the uh, the China region or the Highlands region of the Czech Republic. It's about sixty, seventy thousand people there. Uh, I'm quite familiar with the uh, city because it has a documentary film festival every year, which I which I go to, and it's really nice, really quaint in some ways. Some really nice places to to eat and drink, and has a football team. Yeah. So what more could you want? As we were saying last season, though, uh, these are the two teams that got relegated from the top division. Zbrojovka, to be fair... Deserved it. We did deserve it. Um, the second half of the... I mean, the first half of the season, we weren't... I mean, we were dreadful until a new coach came in. We're now coached by uh, a guy called Roman Pivarnik. And the beginning of last season, we went out of the cup to M. MFK? HFK. HFK Olomouc. Yes. Hanatska Fodbolova Club. Is that, is that what that is? Okay. I'm guessing it is, yeah. Okay, um, fair enough. That was fun, wasn't God, it? Oh, that was dreadful. My word. Although I did like um, our beers being poured just by a bloke with a wooden table in a sort of a field behind the stadium. It was all very strange. Uh, it was one of these classic European terrible football grounds in the sense that the away section is covered by net oh, because yeah, there's going to be net. lots of violence, which there wasn't. Um, so about 30, I think, supporters were there. It was a Wednesday night, if I remember correctly. Uh, lost 2-1. Uh, many words were said. Yeah, many in, words were exchanged between the supporters and the, and the, and the, and the, in and the players. In different languages. Yeah. And that was basically the end of uh, Habanet. It was. The uh, first team coach. Um before, I mean, it was coming. The uh, match before that as well was a really desperate defeat against uh, Fastav's Lean. Yeah. And um, yeah, since then we've had uh, Roman Pivarnik, who initially was impressive because he stopped us conceding so many goals. We got the defensive side of the game together very nicely. Um, and went into the winter break thinking this might be okay. 
Yes, uh, the uh, the bounce, as you you might say, um, did happen. There was a couple of good victories on the way. Um, that uh, Yihlava uh, away win cannot be it cannot be understated. There were a very bad team at that point. At the same time, Zbrojovka never ever win away, so <laughs> that was kind of huge. Yeah, um, and then after the winter break, it became clear that even though the defence had been repaired. It was at the expense of any sort of goal scoring. Four five one. Four five one. How do you one. like it? How do you like it? Four, Four five, five one. one. Yes, he's a, he. That, Why don't you like it? Nobody likes <laughs> nobody it. Nobody likes <laughs> it. Yeah. Um, Four five ones can work, of course, if you have wingers. Have wingers. Uh, your um, central striker is not the most immobile lardass on the planet and gets no support from central midfield whatsoever. And uh, your fullbacks do a good job of not being great going forward and not being great defensively either. This, this is, this is it. Uh, the, you were saying that, um, you know, what Pivarnik came in, it sort of stopped us sort of conceding goals. It is be fair. It stopped us conceding goals for a while. Uh, there's, Actually, some of the worst defending that I think I saw um, for Zborovka was actually in the second part of the season because it was that horrible combination You're of... You're going to talk about Mlada Boleslav, aren't you? I'm going to talk about Mlada Boleslav because I'm still hurting from it. Um, this was actually, as we said, the game after a heroic draw with uh, Sparta Prague. Uh, Sparta Prague, who we are undefeated against that season... And that was our first That's point. True, yeah. That was our first point against Sparta Prague in Prague for ten years. Yeah. It also had my personal highlight of the season, which was uh, Christofek's uh, red card, where he that magnificent handball. Where he handed the ball and then went down clutching his face. Yes. Yeah, I remember seeing that on the telly. That was hilarious. And actually, the Mlada Boleslav game, I I missed that. I can't remember where I was, but it was just you, wasn't it? You. Yes, and it was. I mean, you were very lucky to miss it because Christofek uh, being suspended meant that Kianskis came in. Oh. And if you are an English or Scottish football supporter, you may remember Kianskis from, from playing, such games as playing against you in the World Cup qualifying. Yeah, I I I was fascinated to see this because um, Talas Kianskis is. I I mean <laughs> I don't know. He's capped at international level. It's fucking. Brilliant. I don't know the state of Lithuanian football, but it was. <laughs> Basically, his special <laughs> his special ability is the ability to stumble over at a key moment. He's incredibly good at it, and I remember watching him, and then uh, sort of you know struggling against fairly crappy Czech first league forwards, <clears throat> and then realizing that next week he was going to have to mark Harry Kane, and wondered how many England would win by because yeah. Good Lord. The absolute state of Scottish football that Kianskis played at Hamden when we took 94 minutes to rescue a point. That's dreadful. That is, that is poor. I and, didn't realise that was that bad. And, and to go back to that Mlada Boleslav game, Mlada Boleslav, who have not had a very good season, um, very patchy up and down uh, inconsistency for them. Um, Mlada Boleslav itself, just north of Prague, is the uh, home of Škoda. The, um, the automobile company. And they finished the game by half-time. It was 3-0 at half-time with three defensive errors all coming from Kianskis. I don't think he's played since. He hasn't played since. And also, I like the fact that you said automobile company rather than car company. That I don't know why that stuck. That just made me quite pleased. I'm, I'm, I'm big into cars, you see. That's a lie, isn't it? I, I'm, I'm occasionally in cars, you see. <laughs> yeah, that, that cannot be denied. You are occasionally in cars. But uh, to not ramble too much at, at this juncture, basically it was a really poor season. And the really the last few weeks, there were only uh, you know three or four teams that were any risk of going down. Um, I think Zbrojovka were doomed. But I feel a bit sorry for Yehlava. Yeah. Um, there, I don't know if there were plenty of other teams that were worse, but there were plenty of other teams that could equally. I mean, 
it felt kind of a lottery towards you, the end, didn't it? Yeah, you'll remember on the way to the um, to their uh, title that Victoria Pilsen um, had, I think, was it thirteen games uh, in a row um, without um, dropping a point. Yeah. Um, the first team that they lost to was Yihlava. Really? Okay. Yehova, um, who also, I believe, beat either Sparta or Slavia as well. They started picking up points, got back to back, got almost mid-table at one point before did, yeah. falling down again. And the it made for an entertaining end of the season into which it looked like either two of the four of ourselves, Bani Kostrava, um, Karvina and Yehlava would go down. And, and it really looked like Yehlava were not the ones that were going to go. They were on a decent run of form. Banik were dreadful at that point Carvino are in free fall and then what happens everybody plays each other yeah and really it was kind of settled properly on on the last day where they lost 2-0 to Carvina while simultaneously we lost 2-0 to Banik to Banik at their place Uh, and away loss not a surprise couldn't even send them down with us couldn't even send them down with us that would have been quite sweet to be honest Uh, Bono and Banik are I would I would say fairly fairly big rivals, so uh, it it would have been fairly sweet to take them with us, but it's an away game, so that was never going to happen. Um, so in a nutshell, that's kind of what happened last season. But don't fear. Yes, we have a new season a new- with a bunch of other teams that people might not know. A bunch of other teams that people definitely will not know. I would say bunch of teams and places that I don't know. That's also true. Uh, we're going to look at that after a slightly unusual interlude. This is the thing that I promised stroke threatened to come uh, earlier. So, uh, yeah, we're going to look at, um, well, what might happen next season after this interlude. And we're back. Yeah. Um, what I'd like to look at, and this is a very curious thing that I uh, discovered relatively recently. Um, when you travel around the Czech Republic by train uh, and you go through stations of in cities of fairly decent sizes, you know, Brno, Prague, Ostrava, Olomouc, places like that, not in like small towns or villages, um, the little kind of electronic jingles that you get in the station to announce trains and delays and cancellations and alterations of tracks and things are not uh, unified. They uh, each have a jingle based on a song related to that town or that region uh, that you're in. So as we travel around the country this year, whenever we go somewhere that has one of these things, um, I'm going to play you the little jingle and a little snippet of the track from which it comes, because I think, I mean, for me, that's quite an interesting thing. That might be really dull to other people, but I... I really hope that we... I'm going to leave a space here just for a few seconds. Right. That's a space, uh, because I'm hoping that with your editing skills, you'll be able to convey my feelings on it, which is Homer Simpson shouting, NERD! outside of the car. (laughs) NERD! Well, at least you made your feelings clear. That's fine. Anyway, I'm going to go and forge right ahead with this feature because um, I, I, well, when I discovered this was a thing, um, actually, some somebody because of course they have has made a website that's collected every sound from every railway station, I, and I spent literally some minutes playing with that to yeah. see um, to see what tunes various stations had. Not you know, not because I'm a train nerd, but because I'm a music nerd i'm a really massive fan of any type of music so and you know local history as well so anyway um we're going to start with uh bruno because we're not going anywhere this week uh so uh this is the jingle that if you arrive in bruno you will hear so that's that's nice isn't it yeah little 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 doodah yeah it's the uh a familiar friend, say, at, <laughs> yes. the, uh, at the station. It just announces cancellations. and you <laughs> <laughs> Probably the friendliest thing at that station, to be honest. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, uh, yeah, one more time. I'll repeat that. 
ladies and gentlemen, the European train to Praha, Hlavni Nadraji is now arriving on platform one. It's like you're really there. If you, if you are listening to this not in Bono, you don't even really need to come now. You've pretty much got the whole experience. There's, there's also a castle. There you go. That's, yeah. that's all Bono. Yeah, that's... Anyway. Um, so anyway, that little, um, that little jingle um, is uh, from a folk song called Hvezdi Soyak Sedmikowski Nad which we're going to play you a little bit of right now. Jak sedmi krásky nad Brnem Dobrou noc, má milá dobrou noc There again, you know, it's a lovely little pointless little feature we've got going there. It's, a nice, it's, it's nice to have, I think. It, it's, it's something that makes at least your journey a little bit distinctive. Adds a bit of local flavour as well, I feel. And yeah, I, like I said, as a bit of a music nerd, I just think that was, you know, that's just something to look into. And like I said, it will become a semi-regular feature unless we get people clamoring for it not to be a semi-regular feature. But first we need listeners. So Yeah, that's true. I think if we do uh, pick up uh, pick up some listeners, then I think we have a couple of uh, uh, semi-regular uh, things planned. Uh, yes, indeed. Uh, in fact, the very end of this uh, episode will be a thing that we do after every podcast. So, I mean, you know, that sounds, I'm not sure how that sounds, but um, <clears throat> it's, it will be worth sticking around for, trust us. Are you are you are you okay this this week, David? You've got a bit of a bit of a cough going on. Yeah, a little bit of a cough. I'm uh, recovering from uh, a nasty bout of something horrendous. But yeah, I've got a terrible tickle in my throat. I mean, the the beer is helping. We do have we do have beers this, in here. Obviously, today's show is sponsored by uh, Sviani. Uh, we're drinking the Sviani uh, 11 degree here. <clears throat> Actually, that could definitely be a regular feature. Sviani. No, just you know, changing Beer. beers every week, I th- or every every show, I should say. Let's let's get the listener get the listenership up. Let's get the Patreon account set up first, you know, <laughs> where we can start, you know, affording beers that cost more than fifty pence a bottle. Yeah, I mean this, you know, this is you know, Sviani, very good. I'm pleased that we're on that. But talking about feeling dreadful and, and getting over things, um, what do we have in store as to this Borovka team this season, David? Uh, Did you like that link, by the way? I, that I, was that was superb. Thought it was quite good. A career in broadcasting awaits. Um, That's great. Well, samgbeaten at gmail dot com. It's hosp- it's going to be hospital radio, isn't it? Let's be honest. <laughs> we all got to start somewhere. Indeed. Um, what do I think about this season? I think it would be nice to see us winning games i'm not saying it's going to happen but it would be nice i I can't disagree um and you know what better place to uh better place to start than with uh i was going to say with a new look squad and a bunch of good results and friendlies under our belt but i don't think it's really been from that we've we've got a new look squad made a few new signings it's it's not well it's going to it's going to look different in terms of names and numbers. It's not going to look different about how the team lines up, let's be real. No, yeah, that's true. Um, there have been five new signings, all of which have some degree of um, competence by the looks of them. We've got a couple from Karvina. We've got, um, yeah, Pavel Iceman. Pavel uh, the Iceman Iceman. Thank you. Thank yes, you. that's going to be a thing. You remember earlier when you said you wanted to start referring to everyone by nicknames? Ice to meet you. That's yes, yeah. This that, is that might be one that sticks. 
the I, Iceman. I so. And I hope that I hope that Pavel Iceman also is able to stick to uh, defenders and not give the ball away. S- stick to defend. I don't know. Where are you going with that? I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. But I know where he's going. Probably straight into the first eleven of that Zbrojovka squad. I imagine. Um, well, we saw him at left back, didn't we, uh, against Fishkov, <clears throat> and. He looked like what he is, a large, solid 30-something defender, um, which is not a bad thing for the second division. And 139 appearances for Karvina, who came up uh, just two seasons ago, their first time ever in the first league, have stayed. Um, was he and not captain he, as well? I think he was, actually. Um, but I think at least for going down to this level, particularly, like, he will have some experience of that. Yeah, exactly. A sort of, you know, as you said, solid experience. What, 32-year-old defender is <clears throat> precisely the if sort that, of leadership you need at, at the back. Um, we've got another lad in from Kavanaugh who we haven't seen a lot of. That's uh, Peter Stepanowski. <coughs> Excuse me. He's a winger. I believe, but I... Did we see him against Vishkov? I think I, he was injured. I cannot remember. I don't think so. Um, I I know he's there, Yeah, but that's about it. Yeah. Um, we did see a couple of other signings in the last preseason game against Vishkov. We saw uh, Lukas Magera signed from Mlada Boleslav. He's 35, he's six foot six, he's the perfect second division forward. I, I like, I really like how we're thinking things logically this uh, this season for Zbrojovka because we're going to be able to like loan him out every other week to play in the uh, basketball court just behind the stadium. Yep. So I think that'll bring in some, uh, that'll bring in some income there. Exactly. Um, he's, he's got a man bun, hasn't he? He has got a man bun, but you wouldn't take the piss out of him for it. He is fucking massive. I mean, he... Yeah, I mean, he he has a career in some sort of combat sport as well, you know, ahead of him. Right. Yeah. He, he he's <clears throat> he's built. He's long. He'll run there all day long. <laughs> I, I think, I don't know. I think running is pushing pushing it slightly. I think lumbering is more is more his Min- style. Mincing along, <laughs> <laughs> clanking about the field as he as he does. Uh, the other one. Uh, we saw, uh, he, he was, oddly, he was uh, the captain of the side for the friendly against Vishkov, despite the fact he only turned up in Brno on Thursday and the game was on Saturday, was uh, Robert Bartolomeu, a 24-year-old uh, midfielder from Zlin. And formerly of Rizzle Kicks. <laughs> in, yeah, he, did, he looks, and he, he's sort of channeling the Jason Lee thing as well. He has got a pineapple on his head. He, he, it's. I just. I wonder if he's going to do a Neymar and just switch it up every uh, every game. I. I mean, he. I'd sort of love to see that. It add add a little bit of just complete arrogance and pointlessness to the second league. I think it'd be quite. I think it'd be welcome. Yeah, I mean, he he's also um, interesting for being um, a Czech of Angolan descent, which is not something you see every day, to be honest. Um, I read an interview with him on the Zbrovka website earlier today where the interview said uh, uh, something like, if the Czech Republic played Angola, uh, no where, would you, where would your loyalties lie? And he said, well, the Czech Republic, it's the only country I've ever known and I couldn't name a single one of the Angolan squad, which I think is probably probably fair. <clears throat> but yeah, he looks... Uh, he looks decent enough. He was he was lively, wasn't he? He's bright enough, uh, yep. running about. Um, this was in the uh, the friendly against uh, Vishkov in the uh, third league, uh, a rematch of sorts because we uh, were play we played during the winter break in what must have been the coldest I have ever felt in my life. Oh God! I, I until you mentioned that, I completely forgotten that it was Vishkov we were playing. Uh, Vishkov, sorry, that we were playing. Um, yeah, I. Don't have words to describe how cold that was. I do. Left at half time, it was so cold. Yeah, we 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 found basically the only pub that was open, and it took you about half an hour to defrost, didn't it? It was the the problem was that it was actually a reasonably uh, nice enough day, if a bit brisk in Brno. The problem with Vishkov is that it's up in the hills, and we had not planned for this. So, uh, I mean, I. I didn't have anything. I didn't have a scarf, a hat, gloves. I just had a jacket 
which at that point was filled with a couple of cans of beer that I bought at the petrol station. Which basically... Too cold to even hold. Yeah, exactly. They finished up colder than they'd come out the fridge. Yeah, yeah, that was horrendous. You scored six that day, though. Yes, didn't score six on Saturday against Vishkov this time around, but uh, never mind, you know, hope springs eternal. This is it. Do you want want to get the first real cliche into the podcast? Go on. It truly was a game of two halves. (laughs) Yes, literally, metaphorically... And actually, it was a game of two halves. Nil-nil in the first half. Didn't look that impressive. It looked like exactly how we played last season. Um, The second half, (coughs) there was a bit of a a switch. It was still a 4-5-1, but slightly more narrow. They got the fullbacks up much more effectively and... If this was a football manager game, he'd clearly click the um, instruction drill crosses rather than float crosses. Uh, they were up an atom, weren't they, in the second half? Very, very sprightly. Um, yeah, the first half was dreadful. Um, sitting there in the sort of the sun trap um, um, main stand, I guess you could call it, uh, at the uh, stadium, sun beating down, um, the jeans I'm wearing progressively getting... Um, smaller and smaller it felt like um and there really wasn't much on show Ishkov were pretty much knocking it about the vertine no real chances to speak of and then the second half opened up a bit and maybe this is because some players were were unfit in the first half trying to you know get up to fitness before the game at the weekend or we had you know a bit more a uh, bit more experienced players in there there's only so much you can uh, say about a friendly against a team that we are far better than. But I thought there was a couple of good individual performances and a couple of really good goals in the second half. Yeah, um, a couple of really good goals. The first one from uh, Tonda Rusek, a little spin outside the penalty area and um, sort of launches it into the far corner, yeah, which really is very, nice, very nice indeed. <clears throat> and a slightly scrappy, slightly scrappy second. The Vishkov keeper sort of led it. It sort of slide under his body, didn't he? But the, the um, cross leading up to that goal, I believe, though, was yes, particularly was, was good. very nice indeed. And a couple of standout performances: uh, young Dan Yambor, who has come up from the youth team, but disturbingly uh, for me, is a central midfielder who wears number nine, and I don't think I will ever make my peace with that. I mean, we, I mean, in the uh, in the second half, we had not only a player nine on the pitch, but we had a ninety nine and a sixty six, I think, and a seventy three, Andra Sukup. We don't have this many players, listeners. No. I don't know how how they've decided that these are good squad numbers, but they, they make me slightly uncomfortable, I have to say. Yambor, Yambor the best for best for you, you think? Uh, of the youth team, yeah. Um, I would like to have seen David Gatch uh, at the back tested more because he is... You know, a six foot eight lanky streak of nothing, but uh, it'll be interesting to see if he's used any more this season. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they should start bringing him in, into the first team. He looks a decent prospect. He's only a kid, but he is built. Like, basically, imagine Peter Crouch playing centre half. That's pretty much what David Gatch looks like. And of course, behind them, anyway, we have the man, the legend. Who? Dushan Melikarek. Dushan Melikarek. The mighty Dushan Melikarek. Um, a goalkeeper without whom we would have been relegated five times over before this. I, I was thinking about this actually walking on the way to your flat today, David. Uh, is this the season where Melikarek has conceded the most goals? Because I'm sure it's up there because a lot of the time we've been absolutely dreadful in this. Uh, I mean, we only... How many goals did we did we score as well? We scored 20... We scored fewer goals than we played games. Because we put... I think we put we put four past... We put four past Teplitza in an out-of-character away win. And that contributed something like 20% of our entire goal tally for the season. It was... It was either 20 or 25%. Yeah, we, we definitely scored fewer goals than we played games. And... Yeah, without Melikarek, we'd have been dead and buried by about, I don't know, yeah, by March, probably. I mean, yeah, and yeah, it, it's, I mean, you've got a couple of problems there. You had Kianskis for some of it. You had um, uh, my, uh, one of my favourites, um, 
Chico Gomez. Chico Gomez. It's Chico time, boys. It's Chico time now that he's not injured. So he was out for quite some time yeah. and it showed. And then also a very strange thing happening at uh, left back for quite a large proportion of the season. For don't you wish your Milan was Lutonski, don't you? Um, and I want to actually I want to have a quick shout out to Milan Lutonski, not because he's listening, but because I thought he was actually very good against Vishkov. I thought he was actually the best player in the second half for me when he's actually playing as a proper winger and he's not frozen with fear because, oh my God, it's a league game. He um, seemed to be having fun. He scored the second goal as well and he actually looked like someone who could do something. My frustration with Lutonski is he's the ultimate confidence player. When he's playing well, he looks like a world beater. But now and again, when he's on a bad run of form, he is dreck. He's absolutely awful. He looks terrified to even be there. And when he's in one of those ruts, it takes him a long, long time to get out of it. Mm. Which is a terrible shame because he, he can do it. But uh, He's still young as well. He's like 24. 24. Yeah. Still, he seems to have been around forever. But yeah, yeah he's still... Still there, still plugging away. Good on him, the lad. Um, who else have we got from last season coming uh, coming back into the squad? Uh, Masefi Ashiru, who spent a lot of uh, time injured, and he was on loan as well for the first half of the season. To uh, <coughs> Slovaki side. Yeah, so we've got Ashiru, baby. Making that Making pass. That pass. <laughs> Just, yeah, we have to get that in there. Uh, yeah, and... I will, yeah, I'm glad that we kept him. Um, we too. had a couple of other flash in the pan players that didn't really work out. Alvin Fortes is one that uh, Alvin Fortes, uh, Rafa Acosta, who I would have liked. To I have would kept. have liked to have kept Acosta. But he was quality. I'm so glad that we've kept Ashiro, if only because I think towards the tail end of the season when he became back in favour. Um, well, first of all, he looks fast and he is fast. Um, over ninety minutes, I'm unsure because he either gets hooked after an hour or put on for ten. But he was, he's incredibly fast, likes taking on players and gives us actually a bit of a bit of pace. He's one of the few genuine game changers I think we've got. Yeah. We, we, we are a side of slightly clunky, very honest, very hardworking, but not that inspirational players. Um, another, another game that of the rare uh, few games that you missed last season as well, David, uh, when we were getting absolutely tanked by uh, Victoria Pilsen. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember. It was, I think it was 5-1, 4-1 maybe. They were 3-0 up at halftime anyway. Ashiru legitimately looked like the only player that cared at that point. And I think that was when really the writing was on the wall about us going down right. and scored a brilliant solo goal where nice. he just ran at people, cut inside the box and just drilled it low. Really mm-hmm. good goal. Excellent. So, you know, um, green shoots of recovery there, certainly. Um we are going to have a little uh, musical sting uh, in the meantime. And then when we come back, uh, that's going to be nearly it for this week. We've got a couple more bits of housekeeping, but uh, yeah, enjoy this. Okay, so uh, Saturday's opponents are, as we have mentioned before, Visocina Yilava. Sundays. Is, oh, God, it's always on Sunday now, isn't it? Every game Sunday is like six. Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, come, come, friendly bombs, eh? Yeah. Except, yeah, we don't, we don't mention Morrissey now. Except, except that time that we did now. Except that time that we did. My Morrissey t-shirt has gone to the back of the wardrobe, by the way. I mean, he might actually fit in with some elements of uh, of Zborovka support because he's increasingly acting like your old da and he's also a racist. Yeah. Anyway, you love us. <laughs> the plucky Visochinians, yes, yes, are um, our guests on um, Sunday. And they've uh, had a interesting um, couple, of, uh, couple of months, uh, notwithstanding they've changed their club badge. Oh, God. Yeah, um, you remember the Leeds United thing recently where they decided to change <laughs> the badge into the... I'd, I had a field day on social media with that. Yeah, into the 
I'm going to say fascist is the only word I, that I can think of. That, what, uh, what sums up Leeds like a Roman salute. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they call it a Leeds salute a, as well. Do they really call it a uh, Leeds salute? They were calling salute. it a Leeds salute. Lorks a lummy. Yeah, anyway, so we're switching Yellow have changed their badge from one that was fine. It was if blue and yellow and it had a, with a football, football on it. Yeah, great. I mean, does the job. To what I can only now describe as a kind of, you know, um, uh, sort of Midwestern University sports yeah. logo. It's a giant V for Visachina. That's all I can say it's, about it, really. Yeah. Um, they recently had a poll on their uh, on their website. About never, never ask the public. Never ask the public. Far worse was running away with about 55% the last time I checked. Hmm. So, yeah, that's a ridiculous uh, thing. Talking about running away with it, though, uh, one of their uh, friendlies, mm-hmm. were, they were playing Velke Mezajici close by to them from the third league and only won 10 0. They're pushing Everton then for <clears throat> ridiculous friendly wins. At least, at least this one didn't, you know, mean they had to travel halfway, you know, across a continent, though. Yeah, so. what was that about? That was odd. Why, why do you go all that way to... I can only I imagine that Mezzarici, um gave up as well because uh, by my look at the uh, Yihlava squad, they have two strikers. Uh, like literally two strikers? Two strikers. You have uh, Yirshi Klima, who is 20. Right. He has had one goal in 19. Yirshi Klima. Yirshi Klima. Even his mum doesn't know who he is. One in nineteen. One in nineteen. That's a fine record. And the uh, and he's been coupled with twenty-one-year-old uh, Daniel Turinja, who uh, didn't play and was bought over winter. So he's was bought over the winter break. Didn't play anything. Uh, and but if you're winning ten nil, then I guess they're not going to be short of goals. Yeah, I don't know. but I'm not sure where from. But you know. 10 that's you know that's that's certainly not their, too shabby their midfielders always look good i'll say that about a team that got relegated last season uh, i had the fortune of seeing them in the cup as well against slavia yes when you I did was in with town. a ridiculous hedgehog mascot uh, he's i love he's that fun. he's my favorite mascot in the whole world i think he's brilliant anyway um score prediction for bono you have i'm gonna go 2-1 us but it's gonna be a very bono 2-1 i think uh-huh. we're gonna go two up and then we're going to sit back and look terrified and Yihlava will score with about 20 minutes to go and then we're going to look even more terrified and we're going to sort of see it through for a 2-1 win that's what I think is going to happen it depends what Borovka turns up is it the good is it going to be the first half against Vishkov or the second half against no Vishkov? this is it and I uh, I think this is going to be actually a really nervy game for both sides because I think rightly or wrongly, both are going to be regarding each other as one of the favourites to go back up I again. I think they certainly both are. I think it's going to be, I mean, among the favourites, it's going to be us, Yidlava, I think probably Cheska Budjevic are going to be in the mix somewhere. I, I would also add Pardubica into that uh, category as well. Yeah, a team Pardubica that have been did fourth, very, fifth did last very few well years. and then fell away last year a little yeah. bit. And uh, Hradic Kralova. Hradic Kralova, well. yeah. Who are, I think they're doing up their stadium right now. Is that right? Oh, it needs to be done. What a dump. What a dump. Yeah, uh, yeah so it's, what do you reckon? I, right, I mean, I think it's going to be a 1-0 either way. And I'm just not sure which way yet, but I'm... Fair enough. But I'm going to say I'm going right. Okay, let's 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 start as we mean to go on. I'm going to say one nil as Brojovka, um, and it's going to be like a really unlikely goal, like it's going to come from like Kristufek or something like yeah, that. It's, or or you know a kind of Chico run, a kind of speculative <laughs> shot, and it goes in off Mikhail Skoda's giant arse. Actually, the most the most like unpredictable way that Brojovka could score a goal would actually be coming from a striker. Thinking yeah. about it, yeah, we don't we don't really do that, do we? Well, uh, we will. I'm looking forward to it anyway. Me too. Real football's back, and of course, we'll be uh, exactly. keeping you up this, to date with that. None uh, of this Nick. World Cup nonsense. That's, yeah, it, it, it's it's coming home Don't, to Borno. Yes, damn right. The second division's coming home. Brazi Domo. <laughs> anyway, um, what we're going to leave you with is something that I really hope you'll enjoy. It's another musical thing. Uh, the one thing you have to know before we go into this is that um, during the uh, communist era here, 
there were a lot of uh, singers and groups in this country that, uh, well, their stock in trade was basically covering uh, big Western hits. Uh, so there is a huge back catalogue of um, 70s and 80s hits done by Czech artists. Um, and this came home to me when um, I was um, at my um, ex-girlfriend's place and I was whistling something that I uh, that was just uh, stuck in my head. And her mum said, how does David know this? And I said, well, because like it's a it's a Stevie Wonder song or whoever it happened to be, and she was absolutely taken aback that it was a a you know an American song and not a Czech song as she had always thought because she had grown up thinking that this was a Czech song. So at the end of each uh, week, we're going to be playing you out with a beautiful Czech cover of something you will know incredibly well. Uh, we're not going to say what it is. We're just going to um, let it speak for itself. So. Um, Thanks for listening. That's the end of uh, episode one of uh, Zbrivecast. Uh, my name's David. My name's Sam. And uh, yeah, cheers for listening. See you uh, in a couple of weeks. Někde v dálce cesty končí Každá prý však cíl svůj skrývá Někde v dálce Každá má svůj cíl, ať je pár mil dlouhá, anebo tisíc mil, veď mě dál, cesto má, veď mě dál. Vždyť já, tam, kde končíš, chtěl bych dojít, veď mě dál, cesto má. Chodím dlouho po všech cestách, všechny znám je, jen ta mámi zbývá. Je jak dívky, co jsem měl tak rád, plná žáru bývá, hned za samý chlad. Veď mě dál, cesto má, veď mě dál, vždyť já. Končíš, chtěl bych dojít, teď mě dál, cesto má. Pak na patní poslední napíšu, přijdou jméno své a pod něj, že jsem žil hrozně rád. Písně své, co mi v kapsách zbydou, dám si bandou cvrčku hrát a půjdu spát, půjdu spát. Veď mě dál, cesto má, veď mě dál, vždyť já, tam, kde končíš, chtěl bych dojít, veď mě dál, cesto má, veď mě dál, cesto má, veď mě dál, vždyť já. Končíš, chtěl bych dojít, veď mě dál, cesto má, veď mě dál, cesto má, veď mě dál, cesto má. Cesto má.